if you've been following recently, we've unpacked this idea that we are not necessarily our thoughts or our feelings, but feelings kind of to a lot yeah we don't have much control over them they trigger a lot of thoughts that come down and influence behavior so the idea that we're not necessarily our thoughts or these things that flow around our head is relieving but also scary at the same time because we have this whole question of control and a lot of the ideas we talked about in the last couple of episodes especially even in this one uh, influenced by a book called why buddhism is true by robert wright and in there found the concept of false feelings which is really interesting to think about. So if we hold this understanding that a lot of our feelings, impulses, and emotions um, are shaped by evolution to help us kind of survive, right? So if it's fear, fear would be, we'd be afraid of things that were bad for our survival of our genes. So that would be the role of fear. Whereas affection for say a child would be useful for surviving because we'd take better care of our young. So that's why we're kind of wired to feel that way about young children. So that logically um, makes sense. The idea of the false feeling is the one that um, is actually counterintuitive. That doesn't actually serve our interests, but we feel it anyway. Now, as soon as I say that, it probably probably a hundred alarm bells ring in your brain as they do in mine, thinking about all the specific uh, examples for each of us. And this is stuff I've talked about probably a lot now on this podcast with reference to the whole Astro the dog kind of uh, metaphor, right? That dog in your brain that's very risk of risk sensitive and is barking at the slightest sign of trouble. Um, even the trouble it misinterprets. And that's what, I, you know, if you can think about from dynamic examples like phobias, right? People being afraid of seemingly trivial things like clowns, um, yeah, so this is all this idea of false feelings. Now, it's kind of, it's kind of like a street sign that's just pointing the wrong way. Sometimes the opposite way to where you really want to go. And the, the feelings you sometimes get, these false feelings, are sending you in the wrong direction. So that's, that's kind of, that's straightforward to get, to get one's head around. Then the, the trouble where it becomes murky, and I think in the past this certainly stuck me up, was then there's this whole other kind of this this whole other literature or whatever you want to call it about our our instincts and how you know your gut feel and how you know listen to listen to your heart the whole listen to your heart cliche and follow you know what you feel is the best thing to do and trusting trusting a lot of your impulses so it brings up this whole dilemma of all right well which feelings impulses and instincts do we trust and which ones do we kind of uh, distrust and how to know the freaking difference and i guess uh, <laughs> and i don't necessarily have <laughs> a magical answer or a wand waving answer for this um, but i think i think the ability to kind of just step back and look at the big picture is normally what i find most helpful so for me even now even while I, you know, practice and speak about the ideas on in a in my own podcast format, certainly have never ever deluded myself that I've mastered any of this, and I still get fear and trepidation over things that are actually trivial. Sometimes it's, if I think about, it, I've probably had a, a bit of a people pleasing thing going on. Sometimes it's being scared about getting negative feedback from people, or thinking that oh, people worry. I worry a lot. I guess that people think I might be trying to take advantage of them. I'm overly sensitive of that. 
um, even yeah, even launching a new project, getting into something new. We're building the whole constant student community at the moment, which I'll be excited to tell you about soon and launching a book. And, you know, it's kind of been fun, hasn't really been a problem, but that now we come to like launching some of these things and, and building something I haven't ever built before. There's this, this whole scary kind of, uh, there's this reaction sometimes when I'm looking at the work in front of me. And when you break it down into parts, it kind of looks simple, but when you look at it as a whole, uh, it, it looks scarier. And that's something I talked about in the last couple, uh, couple of episodes ago is it's so always helpful for anything we learn to break it down into chunks. So projects is obviously a really easy example to kind of talk about here because there's always a challenge. And if you think about it, you're always taking, you're always capable of a certain step up at a time. Some people are just capable of, at, of different steps at, at different rates. All right. So a lot of people will, um, maybe, you know, maybe their first ever project will be like an Instagram page or a YouTube channel or something like that. But then they, then they graduate to more and more sophisticated things. And even when you look at big entrepreneurs, you can go look at Elon Musk, for example, because there's plenty written about him. Even though he's kind of worked on some really impressive stuff. He started as a kid working on, you know, games and stuff like that and um, designed a game when he was really young. He was reading a lot when he was a kid. And obviously, he went into a few different startups, but they were all each kind of stepping stones. And then what he's working on now is probably most more sophisticated than even the whole kind of PayPal zip2 kind of uh, chapter so it's really interesting to think about we kind of have this threshold that we kind of build and the false feeling is is often fear for a lot of us that's one of the most relevant ones in everyday life is fear and I believe that I see people twist all sorts of stories and do really weird things just to work around and avoid confronting the fear of the thing they're doing and certain people can confront it more directly than others sorry about that um it's really interesting to kind of it's really interesting to observe people tell themselves um well i guess what i mean by that to be clearer is people will come up with excuses like oh i'm too busy to do it now um you know, I've spent a lot of my time on uni, therefore I can't do this project. Um, from people actually opting into businesses where they don't really get much feedback and they're divorced from real kind of feedback as well. And they, they actually always, they always avoid putting themselves really on the line. And so there's so many ways of working around uh, fear. So being conscious of false feelings. Let's come back to um, being conscious of false feelings. And so when I look at, say a project I got to do, I guess when I step back and look at, okay, well, what's the reason I'm, no, this is important or this is a worthwhile thing to do, right? So, okay, working on improving the kind of education opportunities available to us and opening doors for others. All right, it's important. And what are the actual barriers? And you can sometimes just write it out if it's really kind of worrying you, but it's, it's dealing with it. And that's what I like about this process. So, well, I've protected the downside, you know, it's my financial exposure, this is blah, 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 it's the reputational damage, well, who cares, who cares what people think anyway, and when you walk through the process and map it out, sometimes it helps, I'm not suggesting it's a completely logical or intellectual process, because feelings work on a different wavelength to our thoughts and our intellectual ideas, um, but that, I guess that's some of the things we do to start pointing in the right direction, and I think 
the difference between it's the whole uh, cliche of the gut feel as well. And I feel like that's very different. I feel like you know when something resonates with you, whereas I think you know when you're afraid. I think one of the worst things we can do is just deny being afraid. Because denying being afraid means we won't deal with it. You know, you can't treat an illness like cancer if you deny that you have cancer. That is a barrier to getting better. You know, I've just admitted to you the fear I still get from time to time because I astro the dog. I'm just primed, you know, but it certainly gets weaker and weaker over time. I've noticed that, which allows me to do more and more, which is probably, you know, I guess that's how we kind of climb the steps and we kind of grow or or improve or journey journey deeper and and further and wider. So, yeah, false feelings are huge. And I guess it's a big theme for everything to do with Astro the dog. We've talked about all the barriers we kind of have, the way we think about ourselves. But so often confirming the reason, being clear and accepting it. So maybe you can reflect on that today. What are the false feelings you've noticed for yourself? What are the, the gut reactions and the way you feel and think about things that don't seem to actually serve what you want to do? And the exercise is normally writing down what Astro's saying, right? I'm afraid of this because I might be embarrassed. My friends might laugh at me. I might lose money. I might lose face. And then, but then write down why you want to do it. Why you, why me, Joe? Why do I want to do this? Because I see this as the best way I can open doors for others. So thanks for tuning in again to the With Joey B podcast. As you know, we'll be back again tomorrow. In the meantime, don't forget that the best way to open a thousand doors for you is to concentrate on opening doors for others.